You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, I'm going to be breaking down the eight streams of income that I have in my life. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into another Monday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today is going to be an episode that I've really been inspired to record for some time. A lot of my audience and mastermind members ask me these type of questions. And, you know, I also just got home last night. I was actually planning out this episode on the plane last night from Sedona, Arizona, where we just purchased two rental properties out there. And the question is all around revenue distribution and income streams in business and in life. And, you know, it's become such a relevant topic to me for so many reasons and relevant to my clients and my students for so many ways of diversifying our income streams, looking at all the opportunity that's right in front of us, to even dipping into what we talk about with my good buddy, Mr. Mel Abraham, which he'll be speaking at BBD Live on this year, which is, you know, all about wealth management. And so today is going to, this is going to be like a part one, I think. It's not like it's incomplete, but what I'm going to do is I have identified eight streams of revenue or income that I have in my business. And I guess that's like in my life in general. So eight streams of revenue with more on the way. I'm going to break down those eight streams of, of revenue. And then I'm going to be talking about what are, we're adding to my life portfolio, I guess, if you will. And then I'm going to follow up with you maybe at the end of the year and see like, how did that pan out? So if you're watching this, this is being recorded kind of like, well, the end of quarter one, basically of 2020, beginning of March of 2020. I think what also has me really excited about this is I'm, I'm always a, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm an opportunist. I see opportunity everywhere more than ever before. And it's, it's always exciting, you know, and, and it's the other end of that spectrum is sometimes it's frustrating when you hear people talk about how they don't have money or not making any money because it's everywhere. The opportunities to make money have never been easier than right now. And I'm not talking about, you know, just like some get rich quick thing. I'm talking about putting your great stuff in front of people and getting in front of audiences and getting the sale has never been easier in the history of recorded history than it is today. So with a little tough love, there's just no excuse unless you like just making excuses. Even my sister, who is a very busy mom of two, just started selling presets on Instagram. What are presets? They're like little filters and stuff for your, so you can take better quality photos. She's selling them for $2.99 a preset. She started a brand new Instagram account, Magic Vibe Presets, and she's selling between one and two a day. Just 
posting once a day on like the before and afters of using her presets with no prior audience. You know, and it's okay, James, I can't live off of $3 a day. I understand that. You know, and I've talked extensively with my sister about this and how exciting it is because this is like her first foray into entrepreneurship. You know, she's finally watched Big Brother James do it for so long. She's like, I want to do this, right? You know, but she's busy and, you know, her second is, oh gosh, what is seven months, eight months old at this point? So she's busy. You know, she's totally busy being a mom. She did this on the side and and she's like, you know, I got this up in a week and she's making a sale or two a day. And what's more exciting about that is just experiencing that experience it starts to open her eyes and get her more excited about other opportunities. And so it's, you know, starting there. It's that's that starting point, right? So that's my sister, Jill, with Magic Vibe presets, which I'm just like so stoked for her. So it's everywhere. And last year, our company did just over $9 million in total sales. And by the way, in that, I think it was close to like 9.2 million. So I'm going to break it down really quickly for you here. The eight streams of revenue that we have now. Now, again, little disclaimer with this. I'm going to try and get some numbers. I don't have exact numbers for a lot of stuff, but I'm also including streams of of revenue, as you'll see, that are not related to the business. So there's streams of revenue that I'm going to be listing out that's not included with the $9 million that the business made. So I'm going to be talking about some personal stuff like investments and you know other things like that, and that I'm not including in that $9 million. So you'll see where that line is here, okay? So let's break this down, okay? So revenue number stream number one, I put into the category of our online education, digital products, coaching, basically the primary business, right? And, you know, we could do a million episodes on this and, you know, I do do a ton of episodes on this. You know, it's what Business by Design teaches, but that is the primary revenue stream. You know, our core signature program from Business by Design all the way up to we offer, you know, group coaching to for our higher level clients, uh, masterminds. Last year we had two masterminds that we that we ran. And so just the masterminds alone generated last year over a million dollars. I would say I can break that down for you, but that right there is about 70% of our revenue. So this is really breaking down what we teach inside Business by Design is having an Ascension model. We're basically, the short version of this is you know, there's basically a product path and a higher level of ascension that happens as you're teaching and your students are learning and they're progressing. It's kind of like going to college. Like first you take the 101, then the 202, right? And so we basically have a very simple ascension model. It's three offers. And as you go up that ascension model, the, the price goes up, the investment goes up, the amount of revenue does tend to go down right? Because it's fewer and fewer numbers. You know, just like our mastermind is around 28 members up at the top. But that's the primary source of revenue in the business. So that's one, okay? From digital products to we really have primarily one to our coaching and high-level masterminds. Okay. Now, revenue stream number two, this is something we did last year. We're exploring opportunities to do this this year is actually where myself or my team will actually go in and do training for other companies. So we offer that as a consulting and training service that we come in and specialize on a few different topics. And so we did that last year and there's, there's always opportunities that we play around with, with doing that this year. It's not 
in in the whole scheme of things, it wasn't a ton of revenue, but still like sixty to seventy thousand in revenue. Okay, and then the third revenue stream is that we have a team of teachers, facilitators, and coaches that actually offer coaching as well. And so that's something that we started playing around with a couple of years ago was, was how to get my message, my training in front of more people so that I could help more people without me being the bottleneck. And that's really always a question I've come from, which I think has allowed for us to scale so much. You know, quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. How can I get myself out of the way? How can I unbottleneck myself so that I'm not the one stifling the impact we want to have? And so to be able to, to bring in coaches that we've personally, I've personally trained and then create offers and services where they're going out. That is another revenue stream that I've decided to break out as separate for you there. So that's the third one. Now, the fourth one, this is a very exciting one. This is something, this is how I got started. And it's something I've done in the past. And it's something we want to explore more of, but it comes with a really big disclaimer. Our company name is called Level 5 Publishing. Right? So if you're a customer, you might have seen that somewhere. You're like, what is is it James Webber? No, it's, it's Level 5 Publishing. And the reason why is that I originally looked at the business that we create as a publishing company, not like traditional book publishing, but publishing in the sense of we can publish somebody else and the primary person that we publish is James Wedmore, right? So if you look at in a way, what a publisher, a book publisher does is they take your book content, your writing, and they syndicate it out to the masses, right? Out to the people to get it into the bookstores and into the hands of readers and getting the book read, right? And that was primarily the way I wanted to look at my company when I structured it, is that it is a publishing company that is syndicating and getting the content out of different content creators, into as many hands as possible, me being one of those authors, me being one of those publishers or writers, excuse me, content creators, right? But we've actually ventured into the realm of, of doing it for others. So a little fun fact, that's how I got, really got my foray is that I was uh, published originally back in like 2010, 2011 for my first iteration of my YouTube course, Video Traffic Academy. I partnered with my good, good buddy, Mr. Lewis Howes, uh, and he essentially published me he said, hey, you create the content, you make this epic program, and I'll market it. I'll put it out there to my audience. And that's what we did. And I always loved that experience because it really created a strong delineation between responsibilities. You know, who's doing what, right? It was very clear. It's like, okay, James, you're the teacher and you're the coach of the content. You need to create everything in that department and we'll do the marketing, right? And so I've done it in the past. And it's great because you get to stay in one wheelhouse and we're actually doing it now. So we did it and we started up again last year and it's great. It's such a like win-win, but it, the big disclaimer I put on, because I've had some failed experiences with it, is if this is something that you're ever looking for, if you're like, man, I'm, I'm loving marketing, I'm loving all this stuff, but... I don't want to be the face person. I don't want to teach the stuff, uh, you know, and I've met a lot of people that are like that. Then that's an opportunity to find someone who's got a great 
piece of content, a great framework, a great message that you can do the marketing for them, right? And, and create it as a partnership and or some sort of strategic relationship. So it comes with a big disclaimer because as you know, this whole podcast exists because entrepreneurship itself requires a lot of growth personally, right? Internally. And then being a personal brand, like your face on everything requires a heck of a lot more growth. And it's just like, if you're not willing to look within and do that deep work, being in front of a bunch of people and owning your authority and expertise and asking for the sale is uh, something that a lot of people can't stomach unless they've done that work, right? So you gotta be careful who you get in business with because you really do in that type of partnership becomes as strong as your weakest link. In other words, I have watched people just completely sabotage themselves. We're like, okay, hey, so all we need you to do, we need you to create this by this time and get it ready at this time and, and then we'll do the rest. And I've literally watched them go into complete breakdowns around the most simplest things. Why? Because at a subconscious level, so much of their programming is going against the grain. There's so much resistance about, oh my gosh, what if it's not good enough? What will they say? What will they think? What will they do? And even if we've laid it out with like paint by number, like, hey, you just need to create the program, create the content, and you know, we've got the rest from here, they'll find a way to muck it up. And I watched that happen for years. And so it's really imperative that if this is like a model you look at, you know, uh, choose who you get into bed with very carefully. But that is, that's one of our revenue streams. That's uh, number four is publishing others. Now there's a lot of different ways in which you can be set up if this is something that you're interested in doing. Bottom line, at the end of the day, the marketing, the selling, the copywriting, all of that stuff that we could put under the wheelhouse of the publisher, that's where the money is made. That's what takes the most skill. Okay. This is like flipping it. People think that if they just create a really great program, it's automatically going to sell itself. A lot of you've done that. You've taken courses on just like, oh, I got my course done or I got my membership created or I got my framework created. I got all my content stuff. And then you're like, why aren't they coming? Why aren't they buying? Why is it? Because like 90% of it is the marketing and the selling of it. Sorry to say, right? So when you're entering into some sort of relationship like this with somebody, that needs to be known. That needs to be expected. So there's a lot of ego that people bring. It's like, well, I have a system, I've got this framework and it works and it crushes, you know, but they're not making any money with it. They're not, they don't have an audience. They haven't built a brand. They've got nothing else except the framework. And they're like, well, I'll give you 10% to market and sell it and build me a million dollar business. And it doesn't work that way. I mean, you can have it work that way if you'd like, but it's massively flipped in the other direction. And so when we've done publishing relationship synergies in the past, it's usually a 70-30 split. 70% of uh, the, the profit, the net, the what's left over is going to the party that is responsible for the marketing and the sales side of it. Okay. Especially because in a lot of ways, the once the person creates that content, it's like, well, that's that's done, you know? And so this is one of our revenue streams. It's going really well because we choose the people very carefully that we work with. And if you choose the people carefully that you work with, it has the opportunity to do really well. But if you're just you know, making this offer to anybody because they might have already a product or a course, be very careful. Okay, so that's number four. Number five, I broke out as its separate revenue stream, which is all around the, because um, I just feel like it would be relevant, is all around the revenue that comes in from events. So we run several events a year. I mean, in total, it's crazy when I say the number. I think I've said it on a past podcast. 2019, we hosted 20 events. Now, that sounds like a lot. 
And it is. <laughs> it is. That's like almost to a month. I'm very intentional to take December off. I love Christmas, by the way. So I spend as much time doing nothing in December. So, you know, that's a whole month where, yeah, it basically is like, you know, almost to a month if you don't, if you count only the 11 months of the year. So it's a lot. But a lot of those events are smaller workshop and retreats. Like we last year had two masterminds and they were three retreats each. So that's six events right on the list right there. But we do bigger events. We host an event for our members of Business by Design called BBD Live. Last year, we did two. Did we do two last year? I think we do two every year. Boy, I'm already like forgetting last year. And the last one, which was epically amazing in October, we, you know, had a 600 person event at a brand new venue. And there's a lot of revenue opportunities in the event itself. Uh, Here's three of the big ones. First of all, ticket sales. Ticket sales, you know, this is, I think these are important to bring out because if you're considering doing events, we love doing events because quite frankly, we think it's where so much of the most impact breakthroughs, transformations happen in real life, old fashioned, in person, because they're in the energy of other like-minded people. And it's pretty powerful. So that's why we do the events, but they're expensive. They cost a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of, you know, work and effort. And so having tickets, ticket sales is is important. Are you going to make a bunch of money on ticket sales? Probably not. Okay. So right now I'm talking about revenue streams. I'm not talking about what's like necessarily the most profitable. They all have different profit margins. And chances are, if your model is to have an event and sell tickets, it's probably not going to be that profitable. However, doesn't mean we don't still offer tickets because that covers a lot of expenses, right? So there's ticket sales, but then there's also something that we do, which we love doing, our members love doing it, is we have a VIP ticket. And so the VIP ticket offers additional goodies, benefits, perks, et cetera, for a higher price. And that also helps to cover a lot of costs. But there's two other big revenue streams that we look at from events, and that is you know, sponsorships and, and booths. And what's really cool too, is we like to get really creative with our, with our sponsors. We love the people we work with at our events. It's not just like a always necessarily like a quid pro quo exchange for, for money. We get really creative with our deals. So like Kajabi sponsors our cocktail party. So they'll actually invest and pay the cost for this first night evening session, which is like one of my favorite things where, you know, we all just like they basically rent the bar for a few hours and we all hang out and uh, have some drinks and have some fun, right? We've had sponsors like Alon David with the 90X journals who distribute those journals to our attendees. You know, that's a benefit for us because it improves and enhances the experience. Our our attendees are getting gifts, right? So yes, there can be a direct monetary exchange, which there has been. It's like, you know, paying a certain fee in order to have a booth or to be sponsored, et cetera. You want to make it a win-win. But we also come up with other creative synergistic deals that's a win-win for both of us. And it's a win-win-win because it's also a win for our attendees, which is why we really like that, right? No one goes to an event that I've at least been to, not, not ever in my mind, and they go, oh man, there's there's vendors here. I'm always like, oh cool, what's this software? Oh cool, what's this, right? You know, that's just my thoughts, right? And then the last one in the realm of events is recordings. Again, these aren't necessarily like, well, massive, huge revenue streams, but we sell the recordings of our events to our attendees. 
actually something really cool that we do as an offer is we don't just sell the recordings. We sell the past, present and future recordings. And it's like a no brainer deal. It's like 297. So all the past BBD lives, the recordings from this BBD live and the future, it's really cool. We just put it all into one like members portal that they get access to. It becomes a no brainer offer, especially because we run different tracks in our events. So someone could be in track one and they're going to miss the content of track two and three. Okay. Those are kind of like three different revenue streams, but I chunked them into one category of our events. Okay. Again, not saying that they're like, oh, that's the most profitable thing, but to bring in revenue when you have something that's high cost is extremely important. Our events cost as much as 300 to $350,000 to put on. Okay. Our BBD live with 600 people, that's the cost. So anything we can do, anything you can do to mitigate those costs is going to be really smart. You should be thinking about these opportunities. That's why I'm sharing all of these. Okay. Let's go to revenue stream number six. Now there's a lot in this category, number six. So like, I mean, if I wanted to be like ridiculous, I could say there's actually like 15 revenue streams, but I'm kind of chunking them into categories, right? So if we recap, we have our product suite, you know, digital product suite. We've offered training and consulting for other companies. My coaches offer training. We've published others and we have a few revenue streams in conjunction with our events. Number six is the category of affiliate products, software recommendations. Okay. Now in terms of affiliate products or affiliate commissions, uh, we're going to break this down a few ways, but out of the 9 million in 2019, it equates to about 6% of our revenue. And you know, you're like, oh, why even bother doing it? Well, that's kind of a good question, but 6% is still like almost $600,000. It's like $540,000, right? So the answer is because it's, it's additional revenue, you know, revenue that can cover payroll and office expenses. Like it covers your costs, like big, you know, fixed costs that you have. So I'm going to break this down. First of all, into a couple of categories. Let's see, four categories of affiliate revenue. So again, I could list these out as four different ones, but I put them as one. The first are complementary training programs like courses that we use and recommend ourselves. So we have a few good friends that we've personally used their system, their training or their coaching and it's complementary to our world and to our audience. It's relevant for them and we promote and recommend them. Examples like that are my good buddy, Mr. Stu McLaren. Every year we promote and encourage our audience if they have a membership to join Stu's program, Tribe. I mean, I personally, I'm, Stu's a very, very good friend of mine and I personally learned how to build my half a million dollar a year membership from Stu back in the day. This was like, oh my goodness, 2000 and 13, as I started learning from him, we were in a mastermind together and he taught me everything about memberships. So today when someone says, hey, how do I start a membership? I could sit there and say, well, okay, I'll teach you and I'll teach you all this stuff. Or I could just send them to Stu. And then of course I get a commission for that. And for digital products, the standard is mostly for most, you know, it's like a guideline, right? 40 to 50% commission. So we have a few people that we that we affiliate with every single year. So that's one, that's one in this category of affiliate products. The next, and you know, you should be thinking about these as well, is understanding that your customers 
and your audience, not just your audience, like people in your, that are following your Instagram, but your customers too. That's a segment of your audience. In order to do the work that they need to do by learning from you, they need things. What does this mean? What is he, what is he talking about? They need certain tools and resources and you can become an affiliate for them. For example, since in Business by Design, we teach our students how to launch their digital products, you're gonna need a piece of software that like hosts the digital product and all that stuff. Well, we use Kajabi. So we recommend Kajabi and we're one of their like top 10 affiliates for the software. We use them, we love them, and so because of those two facts, we use and love them, we recommend them. And for recommending them, we get paid. And you can too. So having the key software, and it's very important too that it's you're selecting recommendations that you actually would recommend even if you didn't get paid for it, right? I think people are savvy to that today, okay? But the truth is, is your customers and your audience are buying stuff that they need, whether it's like, you know, fitness is a great example, right? Maybe they're buying an app for calorie counting or they're buying fitness equipment, whatever it is that they'll need stuff. And you can get paid for being the person that curates and recommends that stuff. And that brings us to the next category of this or the segment of, uh, you know, affiliate promotions. Yeah. Oh, and uh, okay. So let's see. Let me break down some numbers actually. So like I said, the digital products we recommend make up about 6% of our annual revenues. It was like 600,000, 500 something thousand, right? In the year. We recommend software. I don't have that number in front of me of how much we make from software, but I do know we're one of the top affiliates for Kajabi. And uh, as a result, they bought us a car. <laughs> well, they pay for a, for a lease on a car payment for us which is really awesome. So I got my wife a, a Tesla and plus they still send a commission and I think it's a couple thousand dollars every single month. That's just for Kajabi. We recommend a few other key resources, one of which is the landing page software, the sales page software that we use and love as well, which is Instapage. I don't know what that is, but I see like a little notification coming up just about two or three times a day of another like $50, $60 a month commission made. So they're small, but it adds up. These things start to add up. The next on the list is with the affiliate stuff is Amazon products. We mentioned a few episodes back with the Justin Brown episode on YouTube about this amazing software. And I think everyone should go run out and grab it. It's totally free called kit.co, kit.co. Kit.co allows you to create your own curated list of products that you recommend and you can put them into categories. So we've created a kit.co account. I can link it up for you guys below and it recommends our podcasting gear, my video studio, et cetera, et cetera. Like here's the camera to get, here's the microphone to get. And they're all linked as an Amazon affiliate link to the products we recommend. Now we just set this up. So we haven't really driven any traffic to it, but we'll have it as a resource. And the reason I stumbled upon it is because as we've been getting into the Airbnb investment stuff, I needed to know what products to get to furnish the home. And I found all these people that have kit.co's for every room in your house. Like here's the beds to get, here's the mattress, the, or the, yeah, same thing, mattress, the bed, the pillows, the sheets, here's to get for, what to get for your kitchen. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's no thinking, no researching. Like here's someone who has a hundred properties and they get the same blender, the same coffee maker, the same sheets, the same pillows for every house, I think I'm gonna get what they get. There's a reason why they're recommending it, right? They could have recommended something else, but they recommended this. And you know, we furnished our entire 
first property just following people's recommendations. And I'm, I want them to get paid for that. Abundance, people, right? Spread the love, spread the money, spread the abundance. So in the past, I've experienced between two to $400 a month in Amazon commissions. And that's without really doing anything. It's just like having a few products that we recommend inside our courses and programs. And so we're going to do a little bit more to make our recommendations, our buyer's guides and stuff, just a little bit more predominant. So, you know, it's available there for people. And what's really cool about Amazon's affiliate program is, let's say you're recommending a podcast, Mike, that you really enjoy. And someone clicks and adds that to their cart. And then they get distracted and they're like, oh, I need a lawnmower. You know, I need gardening shoes. And they buy those as well in the same purchase. You get that commission as well. So that's where it gets really exciting because I think it's only like 8%, but still, I mean, that's still great. 8% of the sale as your is your commission. But if they go and buy other stuff, you get that commission as well. That's pretty darn awesome. So here's a little side tip for you that we do as well is that, and I don't know, consult your CPA. I'm not your CPA, but there's an option in the Amazon Associates program where instead of receiving cash for your commissions, you can receive Amazon gift cards. I like this. Now, I don't know if I'm doing this illegally or not, and maybe the IRS is going to catch me here. So please don't just do it because James said you he did it and then, you know, blame me. So huge disclaimer there. But what we do is when I make that $200 a month in Amazon commissions, I get it as an Amazon gift card. Okay. So it comes in as an Amazon gift card. You have $200 and 12 cents in Amazon gift card money, right? Right. Whatever it is. And then when I'm making personal purchases, like stupid stuff for me, I use the Amazon gift card, right? Now, if I'm, if I'm buying something on Amazon that I can write off as an expense, I don't use the gift card. Why? Because then I can't write it off, okay? But for personal stuff, like I want something really stupid. I'm trying to think, oh, here, I'm doing uh, the Wim Hof method and I'm doing ice baths. So I needed <laughs> a water temperature thermometer thing. I got a little rubber ducky that you put in the bath. It's for like babies and, you know, moms. And it tells you the temperature and it tells you how long that the rubber ducky's been in the water. It's really cool. It's like $16.99. I'm not going to write that off. So that's for me. That's one of the weird things I, I get. So I use my Amazon gift card money for that. Pretty cool little hack there, right? And then the last thing is I think everyone here listening should have a, not just a list of the physical products you recommend from Amazon, but a books list. Maybe you have a personal development or a spiritual development books list, or, you know, a books list that are, you know, just your favorite books that you enjoy to read on vacation, right? There's so many options that you could do in terms of creating different kits. You could have your own, here's my travel kit. Here's what I take with me when I travel. Here's my work kit, you know, like here's all the things I use in my office. There's so many clever and creative kits that you could create that you could be recommending to your audience, to your people that are following you, that trust you, and you'd be getting paid for that. It's not much. You're not gonna, you know, it's not like striking it rich and winning the lottery, but it all adds up. They're gonna buy it anyways. You might as well get that little percentage. So that's number six, okay? Now, moving on to number seven, I chunked everything in this category to my investments. I am in no way an investment guru. I don't know a lot about any of it whatsoever. So please do not take any of my advice. But this is kind of the line now that's being drawn from beyond the core primary business that you see and interact with to just like James and personal life. 
So these are investments and these are like, well, yeah, I've got a couple categories in here, breaking this down into from number seven. So first off is like, you know, stocks. And I have both my, our conservative retirement investments that we have a uh, financial advisor who is, has set up, you know, our retirement account and there's money that goes in there every single month. And there's like the more boring conservative stuff. I don't know, we can call it boring, whatever. My, my Roth IRA to our 401k and, you know, everything we're doing to put into our retirement account every single month. I love to stay as much out of that as possible. It's really become hands-off, but I do check on it and it's doing great. And then I have a second category, which is like my fun play money and aggressive stocks. So I'll follow a few like investment newsletters and just try to stay up to date as much as possible and just invest in companies that they recommend and a combination of companies that I'm using. So for example, I'll just give you one, and I know every uh, everything's like, at the time you're listening to this, uh, you might see that like everything's down on the stock market by a ton because everyone's freaking out about coronavirus and, you know, the collective consciousness loves to panic. But I do already see things coming back up. So for example, we, um, we were signing all this stuff. So I, uh, you know, for our new properties and we're using DocuSign. And I was like, man, this is amazing. I just kind of researched the company a little bit. You know, I've used them before, but I never thought about it. And... I decided to get a couple thousand dollars. So when I find a stock or company I like, I put anywhere from like three to five thousand dollars in. It really just depends. That's just me. So we bought it at seventy two ninety five, and today it's at eighty six, almost eighty seven dollars. It was higher, of course, but every, everything kind of dropped over the last few weeks. And that's really cool. And I think I've only had it for well since like January, like middle of January. So about just under two months. So so obviously, I like to look at that as a revenue stream, as my investments, right? My, my stocks. I also put in this category, um, <laughs> which I won't talk about much here, but uh, cryptocurrencies. So a few years ago, I just decided to invest in a bunch of, would you even call it invest in? You know, I just, I bought, you know, it's like, it's, it's a currency, right? So I, I transferred into... Uh, the US dollar fiat currency into several different cryptocurrencies. Again, I'm not giving investment advice here. So that's not the intention of this. Please do not follow me for investment advice. But what I'm just sharing interesting information for entertainment purposes. But uh, we bought uh, or got some Bitcoin, I would say about three years ago now. It was about $2,000 a coin. It's gone much higher. It went up to like $20,000 a coin at its height. That was actually like unbelievable. Like, wow, like 10X on that. Um, but I put a lot in, I think like $40,000, $50,000. Right now it's about $8,700. It's been a, been hovering around nine to $10,000 a coin. So that's pretty good return right there in just a couple of years. You know, who knows? But nice to have, have that stuff. Uh, that's a whole nother world. There's, you know, people that are way more educated than me on the topic. So I'll give a shout out to... Uh, good old friend of mine, Joel Com, who runs a podcast called the uh, Bad Crypto Podcast. They're amazing. And, and if you ever wanted to go into that world, I'd recommend just listening to a few of their episodes. They'll, they'll keep you in the know with that whole world. But anyways, that's nice. That's nice to have. So that's number seven. Now, number eight, I am counting appreciation uh, from our home as a revenue stream. So we're actually in the middle of a refinance right now. And we um, got our home 
reappreciated, I guess is what you'd call it, after two years. And it's seen about $360,000 in appreciation in those two years. I look at that as revenue. I look at that as, you know, new money into life, right? My life, right? I wouldn't call it business, but just my life in general. So that is one of our revenue streams. Okay, so I've chunked them into these eight streams. And then in a moment, I'm going to share with you like future things that we're looking at, things that will allow me to follow up and show like how did it pan out, right? So number one is our our suite of digital products. Number two is training that we've done for other companies like consulting and train, coming in and training, having a team of coaches that offer coaching, publishing other content creators. Number five is everything we do around events. Number six is all the ideas and options I gave you for getting affiliate commissions for promoting other products. Seven, now we go into personal stuff and that's investments. Eight, appreciation on our home. Now let's talk about really quickly some things that I'm looking into for the future. Again, this is this is an episode about diversification, about looking at opportunity everywhere and wealth creation, right? So the future is that we are setting up some properties to, to be on Airbnb. I'm not really concerned with like them being very cash flow positive. I think they will be, but that's not really my intention. It's like, oh, I, I need this to make a ton of like profit every month or anything like that. I'm really not concerned. It's it's much more about just having more appreciating assets in my portfolio. So, but we will have those set up and they are designed to be cash flow positive every single month. In other words, if they're rented based on what we believe, like running all these different numbers and analysis and comps and stuff, that if they're rented at the rate we think we will, they will cover and exceed the mortgage and all the other costs and expenses that we have. The next thing that's in the future, and this is kind of my goal for next year, we have a CFO consultant and he's really urged and encouraged that we invest money into getting a, owning an office space. So we have an office out here in Laguna Beach, but Laguna Beach is so freaking overpriced and expensive because it's like supply and demand. There's not very much supply and there's a lot of demand. And so you're not gonna really find a great deal And so we've kind of in this idea mode of thinking in terms of outside the box, instead of buying office space, we're looking at more of like a retreat center because we run retreats and workshops and a lot of our clients, students, and peers in the industry do as well. We're looking at that as a possibility of having a place that I own as real estate that is a retreat center that we could run events there and then we could be offering it out to other people for events as well. So my business would be paying that business to run that and host a retreat there, but it could also allow that for other people. So that's one. We're gonna be doing more. Here's the next one that we're gonna be working on. So I get to follow up with you guys on all these. In da, 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 this year, maybe quarter two, we're most likely getting a second office space that's gonna be a dedicated studio for making more videos. And we're gonna be putting more emphasis on YouTube in 2020. And we're gonna go ahead, this is based on suggestions of the Brown Bros. We're gonna be turning our YouTube AdSense on. Will that be making much? No, but that's an additional revenue stream and it could be you know, making as much as like you know, 10, 20, 30 bucks a day. That begins to add up, right? Okay, another revenue stream, and this is another shout out to uh, Mel Abraham because he gave this suggestion. We're you know still looking into, and um, I can report back once it's what's been done. But he and others have recommended well, what's called a uh, I think they're called like robo investors, but it's a it's a cash account specifically Wealthfront that actually gives a higher uh, what you call like percentage 
return on your money if you just park money there. That's a whole nother topic, but being able to just put money into that account is gonna yield you a higher return than a traditional checking account or bank account or wherever your money is right now. A lot more actually. We will be crossing our I's and dotting our T's before doing that. So again, I'm not giving any advice. I'm sharing with you what's in the works for you and I wanna keep you in the loop. But that's something that, gosh, I'd have to run the numbers on that again, but you know, put enough money in there, like half a million, million dollars, and you can make an extra like 50 to 60 grand by the end of the year by doing nothing. That becomes another revenue stream. Very passive, automated one that I get very excited about. We're also gonna be buying some gold, by the way. I'm, only, I'm gonna get physical gold. That's something I'm, we're gonna be working on in the next few months. And then in the business, an idea we've really been playing around with, and it's just about creating the time and the space to do it, is a new offer. And that new offer is going to be a uh, 12-month mentorship program where I work with just one person, one-on-one for 12 months. It's going to be a very, very high ticket, like a six-figure, like over $100,000 offer. But that's just another revenue stream we're adding to the business. Okay, so those are future things. Now, whew, there was a lot here, and I'm going to wrap it up in just a second, but I want to just share with you a few other ideas that are possible. These are things that I have considered. These are things that are right in front of your nose that you could be doing and just additional ideas. Like obviously the first one is any type of like one-on-one coaching, working with someone in a one-on-one relationship. I always like to say is probably the easiest way in our industry to start getting paid, to start getting cash flow. Yes, I know it's not scalable. I know it's still trading time for dollars, but you know, sometimes you got to get paid so that you can grow, right? So that's always an opportunity that's going to be right in front of you. We did an, something like that. I did VI, I used to do VIP days. It was a one day. People would pay me a lot of money, like ten dollars to $15,000. I used to do it. I really, really don't do it anymore. I think it would just have to be the right person in the right way and all that, that kind of jazz and there'd be a whole application process. But man, doing a VIP day, that's another option. I think there's such a great offer there is a VIP day, right? And podcast sponsorships. This is something I've never done. I see a lot of people doing it. I'd rather just have my podcast be sponsored by me (laughs) and our stuff. So, you know, the ideas are endless and that always just gets me so excited. And I want to always remind you, there's always money on the table. There's, you're always leaving money on the table. And that's a good thing because sometimes you just got to bend over and pick some up. So I hope this was really valuable for you, for me to break down the different revenue streams in our business and just in my life. So you can start thinking in different ways, seeing different opportunities in front of you that are right there. And if this was intimidating or overwhelming, you know, keep in mind, I've been to this 14 years and a lot of those 14 years was figuring a lot of this stuff out the hard way, the long way. It takes time. It takes time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither was your empire. So please keep that in mind. I'm going to be doing more episodes like this where I'm, you know, going to break down what a typical week looks like for me, a typical day and all kinds of stuff like that. So you're really getting an inside look. I really like just showing people what we're doing, what's working and how you can start taking what's working for us and and apply it to your life. So, hey, thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program 
entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.